Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. We just want the Lord to be always grateful for you because uh, throughout this week, Lord, you're always there helping us in everything that we do. But most importantly, O oh God, as you gathered us tonight, Lord, to come and learn your holy word, we pray that you will open up our hearts and our minds, Lord God, so that we may receive the blessing of your word tonight, Lord God. We pray that uh, always let your Holy Spirit gives us deeper understanding and knowledge of your word so that we can store up in our hearts, Lord, so that we may not sin. And we ask the Lord God that through your words, Help us to be transformed into your own image, O Lord Jesus. We just commit to you, O God, the rest of this meeting. Anoint and bless our brother George, who you are using, Lord God, to impart your holy word. Thank you once again in this we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, we will look at Matthew 24 again. We looked at it before. Um, the last time we looked at it was at the beginning of the pandemic, two years ago. It's good we look at it again. Um, the reason is because, for me, everything that happens around me should teach me spiritual principles and spiritual lessons that I should imbibe as I'm living in this world now. So, let's look at Matthew 24. I'll read it from verse... We'll just take it down to verse 13. So Matthew 24, from verse 3 to 13. Um, can somebody read for us? Any of the children, please. Matthew 24, verse 3. While, yes. he, while he was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us. When will this take place? And what will be the sign of your coming? End. The completion and the consummation of the age. Jesus, Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in on the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in place after place. All this but the beginning, the early pains of the birth pangs of the terrible anguish, then they will hand you over to suffer to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him whom they ought to trust and obey, and and will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive and lead many into error. And the love of the great body of the people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Hmm. May God grant us understanding. May the Holy Spirit um, help us to be like the children of Issachar, the tribe of Issachar. The Bible said he had an understanding of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. I pray that we too um, will also have an understanding of the times we are living in. The reason why I think we should look at this and study it again, is so that we will keep our hearts in check. 
bearing in mind all that's going on um the the looking at this scripture if you look at verse 3 the disciples came to jesus privately and they came with a question and these were disciples followers of jesus coming to ask jesus tell us when will these things be what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age what will be the sign of god's coming and uh, jesus coming at the end of the age which is very important sorry let me just yes which is very important and you see at the end of the day the reason why the disciples asked jesus was because there is nowhere else to get this information than to go to him than to go to the Lord Jesus himself and ask about his coming. I don't know if you've, you've, you've seen people who have said, oh, Jesus is coming back in January. The, the world will end in October. Have you heard that before? I've heard, I've heard that before. There was a time some people said the world is going to come to an end. And so they went up to wales um, i can't remember this hill now in wales this highlands um i'll remember you know they they segregated themselves they said the world is coming to an end so they decided to go up to go and stay on the mountains in wales and you see for me this is very this is very important that when it comes to the last days when it comes to the end of time, when it comes to the second coming of Jesus, the right person to ask is known in the right person to check and confirm the signs of his coming is Jesus himself. And so it's just good to look at these signs again and compare to compare it with what is going on now. So Jesus said in answering them. He said, take heed that no one deceives you. Very important. Why must why is that warning coming? It's because many will come in my name, saying I am Christ, and will deceive many. So you notice something going on there. Many people will come. The many are already deceived. The Bible is saying they too will deceive many. So many deceiving many is equal to many, isn't it? And Jesus is warning us. These are Jesus' own words. You need to take heed. So if there's any time to be more careful about what you hear regarding your spiritual growth, the type of doctrine you listen to and you imbibe. I'm going to zoom there is, there is no, there is no other time to be more careful regarding what you hear than now. So when the Bible says many will come in my name, saying I am Christ, they might not say I am Christ. They might not come and say I am the Lord Jesus. No, they might not say that. But they have lifted themselves to a point. As if they are Jesus. As if what they say, as if they, they don't point to Jesus Christ himself, they point to themselves. Jesus is saying, beware, be careful that you are not deceived. So if you hear a preacher who is not pointing you to the master Jesus, but is pointing you to himself, we need to be careful. Jesus is saying, many people will arise like that. 
they, they deceive themselves. And you cannot give what you don't have. When a man has been deceived, he has no option but to deceive others. Spiritually. So Jesus is saying we should be careful about that. Now look at verse 6. The Bible says, And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. I want to ask a question. When you switch on the news and you hear about what is going on, what happens to your heart? I feel sad, George, uh, you know, witnessing a lot of death because I was yes. thinking uh, those who died, um, are they safe? Where are they going? That's how I'm not frightened with the voice, but I feel so sad if those who died, were they ready to face the Lord? That's why it came to my mind. That's, that's the issue. That is so important because, you see, Jesus is saying, as part of, it's just like if it's going to rain now. What happens to the clouds, please? The clouds suddenly go dark. Isn't it? It suddenly goes dark. You look at the skies, you know already that it's going to rain. That tells you that it's going to rain. The same thing is happening when it comes to the signs of Jesus coming back. These are the signs, and we are seeing them being played out more and more and more and more and more. Now, do you know that most of the wars you are hearing on the news, eh? the one the one that hits the headlines is what you hear. Do you know other wars are taking place? For instance, you know, at the moment, we are talking about Ukraine and Russia, isn't it? now and that's the one on the headlines do you know yemen has been at war for some years now do you know that ethiopia and there are some rebels in ethiopia called the two red two rag rebels or so they too are fighting the government that one has not stopped or if it's stopping maybe there is ceasefire mode you know, so a lot of wars are taking place. The Bible says you will hear of wars and rumors of war. So, for instance, before the Ukraine and Russia war started, or fighting started, did you not hear of rumor of war? Did you not? They said, uh, Putin said, oh, we are just doing a military exercise. We are not going to invade. Don't worry. <laughs> and he was piling up uh, ammunition and soldiers at the border. Oh, we are not fighting, we are not invading anybody. No, why are you all shouting about war? It's not going to happen. <laughs> and it has happened. <laughs> that is rumor of war. Now, the war has started. Usually, rumor of war starts the process, and then you have war. And then you have war. Sorry. Sorry, just bear with me. I just want to... So, when you have, like I said, when you have war, when you have rumors of war, almost immediately, and most likely you have war. And Jesus is saying, those are part of the signs. But thank God, look at what Jesus said, and I want us to take note of the hope he's giving us. Jesus is saying, take heed. Sorry, it says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Now, there's a there's 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 a great counsel Jesus is giving us there. Don't be troubled. Why should you not be troubled? He said, For all these things must come to pass. Do you see why Jesus is saying we should not be troubled? These things have to happen before the end comes. They need the Bible say it must happen. It's not saying it may happen. So when I see Putin doing what he's doing, I'm only I'm only think, thinking and saying it is only fulfilling the word of God. Eh? It's only 
whatever he's doing is wrong, but he has put he, he, he is as if he has no option but to fulfill what Jesus himself has said. He's an instrument to fulfill his scripture. Not that what he's doing is right. Anybody who goes to start a war and people are being killed, it can never be correct. But I'm looking at what Jesus is saying. And I'm complaining with what, with what is happening. The Bible is telling me these things must happen. The Bible said it must. They must these things must come to pass. So, what should be our response? Jesus is saying, "See that you are not troubled." Jesus is telling us all this. It's not to make us panic. It's to rest in Him. It's to rest in His Word. It's to understand. That Jesus knows all these things is going to happen. And he's giving us how we should carry our hearts in this end time. So the first counsel Jesus is giving us. Sorry, the second counsel is. The first one, remember, he said, take heed that no one deceives you. So in the last days, we must be careful that we are not deceived from following Jesus. We are not deceived from doing something else. If there's any time we must stay close to him, it is to, it is now. If there's any time we must be, we must grow in our communion with Jesus, it is now. Don't be deceived. That's it. That's the first instruction. The second instruction is, do not let your heart be troubled. Are you not comforted? That the Lord Jesus is telling us what is going to happen. And it's happening. Eh? It's happening. Well, I just got um, John 14.1. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Yes. Yet believe in God. Believe all in May. Exactly. Yes, you are very, very correct, Leah. What you said is so important. Jesus is telling us, let yeah. not your heart be troubled. And that John 14 went ahead to say, believe in me, eh? believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. So the reason why your heart should not be troubled is because this is not your home. This earth is not your home. This earth is not your, 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 your final destination. The reason why all these terrible things will happen in the world is because Jesus has said it, it will happen. But because this is not our home, we must put our, our hope more in our final destination, which is heaven. So, Thank you, Liam, for raising that. The Bible says, all these things must happen, but yet the end has not yet come. Verse 7. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be... So do we notice, nation is rising against nation now. Like I said, it's not only Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> Other wars are happening around the world that are not in the news. Eh? A lot of conflict in the world that, are, that, is, that is not in the news. Even in Nigeria, George, the Boko Haram and... Uh... <laughs> that is another one. We have not even, we've not even finished that. We've not even ended that one. Several around the world taking place. Fighting, conflict. And if you notice, there has been a spike an increase in these conflicts around the world. I give example, Yemen and um, and Saudi Arabia. Or there are some rebels in Yemen who are fighting themselves, and Saudi Arabia is supporting one 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 half. That's another one on its own. That one is not in the news. <laughs> you know? It's because Ukraine and Russia is closer to home. We are seeing it. But, like we said, all these things, the, Jesus is saying, they will come to pass. These are the signs of the end time. Now, 
Look at what the Bible says in that verse 7. And there will be famines, pestilence, or diseases, and earthquakes in various places. Excuse me, is that not happening? Because of the fighting in Ethiopia, there is a lot of famine taking place there. A lot of famine taking place there. And the weather has not been good. There has been no adequate rainfall. So farmers have not been able to harvest crops. All because of this taking place. The Bible says there will be pestilence. Other translation says there will be diseases. Excuse me. Have we not seen it? You know, we finished Ebola. And then we jump into COVID-19. Eh? Can I just say, I'm sorry to say this, but it's the truth. Another one is coming that we've not heard of. It's not me that said it. It's the word of God. These are signs of the end time. That's what the Bible says. And there will be earthquakes in various places. Even places that have never suffered earthquake before, it will happen. Like I said, it's all in scriptures. Look at what the Bible says in verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Jethro read a tra- amplified um, translation there. If you look at your own translation, it says all these are the beginning of birth pangs. It's as if this is the beginning of labor. All these, all these things happening. Then the Bible went on to talk about, you know, persecution. It says in verse 9, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. That is already happening. Christians are being persecuted. They say you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. I've seen it, I've experienced it. You can be talking about politics, you can be talking about once you mention Jesus, they say, So you are one of them. <laughs> so you are one of these weird guys. So you, you follow this Jesus. It's already happening. And um, verse 11, please read that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else please me, for a very word shake. And that will then, chapter 11, and verse 11. Leon, and John. Okay. Leon, listen. We yeah. will continue our um, study, yeah, so that we will not divert to something, yeah? Yeah, this time I'll just yeah. reading that one out. Yeah, okay. Brother George will ask us later on, so okay. uh, yeah. let him continue, yeah? Yeah. yeah. We will we'll come to that point again. Um. So, if you look at Verse 9, it talks about tribulations, persecutions that will occur. And then the Bible says in verse 10, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Do you know, because of Jesus, a lot of people, because of the, the various things that are happening, especially when it comes to persecution, several people are offended. And they will stop following Jesus. I know somebody who, because of persecution in secondary school, he stopped following Jesus. He was a Christian. But because of persecution he faced, he stopped following. And that can happen. And do you now see why we don't have an option? Let me keep reading. We'll see what Jesus wants us to do. We are just laying all these signs so that we are not we are not ignorant of them. Verse um, eleven. It says, "Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many." This is 
Jesus repeating what he said earlier. Many false prophets will arise. And they are not going to deceive a few. The Bible said they will deceive many. You see, my prayer is that me and you will not be part of the many that are being deceived. It's so crucial we take note of this. That we check and recheck any preaching we hear. You have any right to look at the word of God yourself and say, what this guy is talking about, what this lady is talking about, does it correspond with the wholesome counsel of the word of God? Always check it. Like I said, you have the, you, it is your, let me just use the word right in that sense. It is your responsibility. That you too open the word of God and cross check. Be like the Berean Christian. Do you remember the Berean Christian? The Berean Christian in Acts chapter 17, Paul will come and preach to those, those brethren. He will speak the word of God powerfully. But they didn't worry whether the word of God was coming with fire or not. The issue was what Paul is saying, it doesn't correspond with scriptures. They will read it. And what touched me about their experience was that they always checked the word of God. The Bible said they checked the word of God daily. That's why, beloved brethren, when we finish this study, there's nothing wrong with you going, looking at scriptures and checking other parts of scripture that, call, that talks about the end time. And cross-check all these things Jesus has said. And look up the references. We don't have time on this platform to do that. Look up the references. And reinforce in your heart the truth you have just listened to. If you notice, if you carry a red, if you carry a Bible that is red letter, you notice that everything we are talking about was directly from the mouth of Jesus. That's the reassuring thing. So, when the Bible is saying that many false prophets will arise, you might not know directly that is a false prophet, but you need to check when he is speaking. Is he speaking the truth? Is he pointing you to Jesus? Is that preacher or that man of God or that woman of God, is he showing you the image and the character and the attributes of the Lord Jesus? A false prophet will not point you to Jesus. A false prophet will point you to himself. He will point you to another agenda entirely. It's not Christ. And it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to check these things so that we will not be deceived. The Bible said they will deceive many. You must not become the part of the many that are being deceived. So, verse 12, the Bible says, And because lawlessness will abound. Let's check that verse from another translation. And Jethro, can you read verse 12 for us again? And the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. Do you see do you see that? Because lawlessness will abound, because sin, iniquity will be all over the place. The Bible is saying the love of many will grow cold. That amplifies says the love of the great body of people. We grow cold. The brethren who form the church, their love will grow cold. Their love for God will grow cold. Their love for themselves will grow cold. Their love for the word of God will grow cold. Their love for, for knowing God more and more will grow cold. Why? Because of lawlessness, because of sin, because of iniquity. You see, that is the problem with sin. It causes your heart to grow cold. It stops you from engaging with the Lord personally. That's why I want to encourage and challenge you at the same time. If 
if there is sin, if there is a habit in your heart that has stopped you from getting close to God, please, I beg you by the mercies of God, deal with it. Ask God for mercy. You see something I discovered about sin. Sin puts a wedge between you and God. But to deal with sin, do you know who where you go to? Is God. Do you remember Adam and Eve? When they disobeyed the Lord's instruction, the Bible said they, be, they noticed they were naked. And what did they do? They covered themselves with leaves. Now, the Bible now went on to tell us in that Genesis 3 that they heard the sound of the footsteps of God walking in the garden. What did they do, please? They ran away and hid themselves. That is what sin does. Sin drives you away from God. But actually, if you are going to deal with that sin, the, 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 the instruction is you need to go to God and repent. You need to go to God and confess your sin. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. And it doesn't stop there. To also cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the great thing about God. You understand? So I'm praying and I'm and and, and I'm urging you by the message of God. Is there a problem, a, a habit that you have been trying to break? Let me encourage you this evening. The Lord is waiting. He has power to deal with that thing in your life. That is why Jesus came. The Bible said, we shall call him Jesus. For he will deliver his people from their sins. That is why Jesus came. That is why we have hope in him. That is why Jesus came. So that me and you can be cleansed from our, from our unrighteousness. I'm praying the Lord will help us. Now, the Bible is saying, the love of many will grow cold. And I'm, and I'm challenging you, please, don't allow your love to grow cold in these last days. Your love for God must grow hotter and hotter. Don't allow it to grow cold. Your passion for Jesus must increase. Your, your, your purposefully, purposeful um, determination to keep following God in these last days, it must increase. The Bible says the love of many will work, work cold. Let not you, don't allow yourself to be included in that many. The Bible says, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many are on that road. But narrow is the way that leads to life. And few are on that road. Be part of the few that are on the highway to righteousness. On the highway to heaven. Although it's narrow, few are on it, your name can be part of that number. Now, look at what Jesus said in Pastor Tim. And that's where we are going to end. The Bible said, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Very important instruction for us. Let me read it from... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to get... I know it's a paraphrase, but it's good to... I just want to draw some wisdom from it. Verse 12 in the message says, For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mud of ashes. The Bible now said, the message translation said, Stay with it. That is what God requires. Stay with it to the end. So when the Bible tells me and you, he that endures to the end will be saved. Why did the Bible say endure? Why did Jesus use that terminology? He that endures to the end will be saved. Beloved brethren, you need endurance to make it to the end. 
the Christian journey. Yes. So uh, let yes. me just. Uh, that's why you know with this, it's been like uh, what you could want, like the mother giving birth to a child, and you know, as a mother going through with labor pains, you have to endure the pain because once you will see your baby in your arms, it seems like that pain you've just gone through. It seems like it will turn into joy. You know what I mean, George? And it's it's the same as uh, the kingdom of God. And once we endure the hardships here on earth, and then it will be much, much worth with those uh, hardships as long as we endure to the end. And then we will reap and enjoy that uh, endurance. You know, what you just said, you know, just expounds on it even more. That our whatever we face on this earth, all the challenges, all the suffering, all the all the all the things we have to pass through, and you endure it. You don't commit sin. You you keep on the highway of righteousness. You endure it to keep yourself clean. That endurance of all what you pass through is nothing compared to the glory that you are going to experience at the end. It's nothing compared. So all Jesus is asking me and you to do is to endure. Remember, we are not in heaven yet. We are on this earth. Disappointments will come. Challenges will come. But God is saying, endure. You might think it's even easier to take the shortcut and misbehave because you can get a quick result. Jesus is saying, endure that hardship, even if it means enduring, so that you keep your righteousness, you will keep your garment unstained because the glory that is coming for you is far greater than anything you will face on this earth. That is why we need endurance. Do you know even Jesus endured? You see, I'm not telling you anything outside what Jesus did himself. Should we look at scriptures? Open to, is it in Hebrews? Yes. It's in Hebrews. Hebrews. Um, Hebrews chapter 12. I think I should be correct. Yes, Hebrews 12. Look at it. Look at verse 2. The Bible says, let me read it. Looking unto Jesus. Maybe I should read it from verse 1, sorry. Just to give it a proper context. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of weaknesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. For consider him, that's Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Do you hear the counsel of God there? The Bible said, look unto Jesus. Jesus endured the cross. It was not a walk in the park. You know, I know that what we read and what we've seen in pictures looks very, it might even, it doesn't, it might not measure what exactly what, exactly what Jesus passed through. From the physical point of view, it was not a funny thing to drag a man to carry the cross. Beat him. He was exhausted. That's, I'm talking physically now. We've not talked about the spiritual aspect yet. The physical torture. Roman soldiers were very good at torturing people. 
they were very good at it. By the time Jesus was being crucified, you know, as a doctor, I can imagine everything that was going through him. Hanging on that cross, dehydrated, famished. The Bible said he endured the cross. And look at it. It was not just the cross in that sense. Despising the shame. You know what happens? Anytime in, 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 in Israel at that, in those days, you see somebody carrying the cross. It was, it was a sign of death. It was a sign of death. I don't know if this is true. But usually, they said that normally when a, 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 somebody is being crucified, he is usually naked on the cross. He's usually naked. You know, the pictures we have of Jesus, because of decency, is covered, isn't it? Yes. But actually, the Roman soldiers, they were very brutal. They normally will crucify the person naked. How shameful is that? So the amount of shame Jesus faced, we can't describe it. We can only draw on history and see how Roman soldiers treated people they were going to crucify. All the beatings Jesus faced. The, 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 the whips that was used to beat Jesus. It was not the normal smooth looking whips. They said they normally embed those whips with broken um, spikes. So that when they whip you, your, it's not just touching on your skin. It will rip your flesh. It was very barbaric. All that Jesus had to endure on the cross. Now, Jesus endured that. But, beloved, do you see the glory Jesus entered? Do you know now, there is no name eh, given among men by which you can be saved except Jesus. Jesus said, all power on heaven and on earth has been given to me. That is the glory. That is the power. Jesus has entered after the cross, after his endurance. And can I say, that glory has not, has not reduced for you, has not reduced for me. Once we endure and we finish our race unscathed, still holding on to our faith, there is glory awaiting us. And God is just encouraging us. He wants you and me to endure till the end. Please don't give up. No matter what the, this world throws at you, please, by the mercies of God, don't give up. Don't give up the great glory you are going to enter into in Christ. Don't give up. Hold on to your faith. Endure to the end. These last days, oh, do you remember in First Corinth, in First Timothy, chapter is it chapter four when Paul was encouraging Timothy. He said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Let me read it. Is it first Timothy now? No, second Timothy chapter 3. Verse 1. The Bible says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. The Bible did not say may come. It will come. Will come. And if you look at the Old Living Bible, I like the way the Old Living Bible puts that scripture. It says, in the last days, it will be difficult to be a Christian. In the last days, it will be difficult to be a Christian. 
be difficult to be a follower of Jesus. Sorry, I'm not, I've not brought bad news. I just want to encourage you eh, that what we are going to face will be difficult. That's why Jesus is telling you, endure it. Because when you endure, at the end of the day, like Jesus, he entered into glory. You too will enter into great glory with God. A crown is waiting for you. That is why for the Christian, death is not the end of it. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Death is not the end. There is hope beyond this world. Do you know if our faith ends in this world, we are most of all men most miserable. It's better Jesus did not go to the cross. If our hope is only for this earth, we are all all men most miserable. It's, it's, it's going to be as if we have been cheated. But no, our hope is beyond this world. That's why you can you can endure to the end. And you know that if you close your eyes in death, you will open it in glory. And I'm praying that you'll be encouraged. Do you know, I was watching, to show you how, how empty this world is, I was watching the news. And I, I saw one of the Ukrainian billionaires on TV. He's a billionaire. Guess what? He was surrounded by soldiers. He was going to, he too was going to fight. He's from Ukraine and he's a billionaire actually, very rich man. But he was going to carry gun. You know, he was holding a gun and he was surrounded by soldiers. He too was going to fight. You know, as he was talking, I just sat down. I was thinking. I said, ah, this world is is terrible. This is a billionaire. He has millions of dollars. Eh? But enjoy his money. He can't fly around in his private jet. That is to show you. This is just to, you know. As I thought about it, it just dawned on me. While there is emptiness in this world, in this world there is no continuing city. There is no hope in this world. Look at what is going on. All those people that had holidays planned, can they go on holiday? They don't even know whether they will come, their home will be secure. That is the world we are living in. So, if the world we are living in is nothing to hope in, why, why can't we put our hope in our final destination, which is heaven? Beloved brother and sister, please endure. That's what Jesus is saying. Because at the end of it, the Bible said, for Jesus, he endured the cross, but where, the, where is he sitting now, please? On the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Excuse me. Do you know, when you to endure, you also are going to be sitting where Jesus is sitting now. That's, that's the glory, glorious thing. Exactly where Jesus is sitting, you will be sitting with him in glory. And that is the best thing that can ever happen to you. I think I've shared this testimony before. Permit me to share it again. Because when I heard it, it touched my heart deeply. One of our classmates in medical school slept. She's a Christian. And then she saw that the rapture occurred and she was going up in heaven. She decided to just look back on the earth. Eh? And it was as if feces was smelling. Everything going on. During that time in medical school, we were having a lot of problems with the academic staff. And there was a lot of tension between the students and the lecturers and the university authority. They wanted some of us to uh, lose a year. And the whole thing was very upsetting. And in the midst of that, she slept. 
just had an afternoon nap. And she had that dream that the rapture occurred and she was going up in heaven. So all the fighting, oh, I'm, I'm going to finish medical school late, I'm going to lose a year, all that did not make sense to her anymore. Why? Because she was in heaven, she was going to heaven. I share that testimony just to let you know that your glory and your status in heaven is nothing compared to whatever you are facing here or whatever you are going to see here. It's nothing. Your brain cannot even phantom it. So, beloved brethren, can God help us? Maybe that's our prayer point as we finish. Can God help us to give us internal strength from his throne of grace to help us endure to the end? That was the instruction Jesus left. When the disciples asked him, how shall we know? What are the signs of this end time? There is nothing for us again but to keep enduring. And I'm praying and I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will help your heart. That you will not because you don't want to endure, go and compromise your faith and your standing with God. Do you know, do you remember Esau? Esau could not endure hunger. <laughs> so he sold his place in God because of porridge, because of stew. The stew that he ate, that spent four hours in his stomach, four to five hours in his stomach, that stew made him lose his inheritance in God. Beloved brethren, please, let's trust God to help us endure so that we do not lose our standing, our inheritance in God. May the Lord help us. I'll, I'll stop here. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, um, thank you for uh, God's word. And uh, we'll go to our uh, prayer request. Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m. 